You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. This is Mission Lab. My name's Camille Brace, and I'm here with my wonderful husband, Sean. And today, we are doing episode 55, which is entitled Teens on Mission. So we had a friend of ours write in, oh, this was a while back. Yeah, We've, it's been a while. Sorry, it's taken us a while. Yeah, a friend of ours write in and wanting to know, um, wanting us to do an episode on kids being on mission and what that would look like, practical ways. Middle and high schoolers, specifically. And she wanted us to like have the episode for the kids. And so this is an episode for teens. So if you are not a teenager, you need to turn it off and stop listening. No, just kidding. Uh, but we do want you to share this with your kids um, your or someone else's kids, who's ever kids. Just say, <laughs> hey, this would be a great one for you to listen to. Um, so yeah, teens on mission. So yeah, it was great. Um, great idea. Mm-hmm. And thanks for sending it in. That's right. And um, <clears throat> though this is a a uh, a episode, an episode specifically for kids, I thought it would be good to first of all say, and this is not to say that our friend is not doing this, but I think maybe the most important part of a teenager being on mission and knowing what to do and how to do it, is if the parents model it. So um, we as parents can't expect our children to do it or know how to do it if they're not seeing it, first of all, in our own lives and actions. So we as parents, parents, listen up. If we want our kids to be on mission, if we want them to know how to do it, we need to model it for them so that they can see what it looks like, they can experience it, they can know that it's not just something that um, we're urging them to do, but we ourselves are not doing. So have people over for your house for dinner, make sure you know we're investing in others. So children, kids, teens, as you're listening, you can you have our permission to turn to your parents and say, you have to do this as well so that we know what it looks like. You're the one with all the money in the car and all that. I think that that just kind of comes natural. I think about kind of like just my exercise journey, which has nothing to do with this, but that was modeled to to me by my mom. It wasn't anything Mm -hmm. that she made us do or anything like that at home, but because I saw her doing it, and um, the rest of my siblings did. It's it's always been a part of our lives. Like exercise is an important part of staying healthy and staying fit. And um, yeah, it was just it was modeled to us. So just like that, um, it may not kick in in these years, uh, but yeah, like Sean said, it's super important for kids to be able to see that and replicate it. That's right. Yeah. So. We learn best by observation. Yeah. Okay. So now that we have pointed to the parents to get on mission, make disciples, here are what we hope are some practical 
bits of advice for teens as they look to be on mission. And so I would say, or perhaps you would say, Camille, I'm not sure if it's you or me who would say it, probably both of us. (laughs) But uh, number one, this may sound like a cliche, but it's really important. You cannot underscore the importance of this young teen is to stay connected to Jesus through reading the Bible and prayer. Um, ultimately, we can't we can't share what we don't have, right, Camille? Right. Yeah. So we need to. Um, and I, you know, I'm not uh, saying this to teens like it's some type of chore. Like, oh boy, I guess I got to read the Bible. I guess I got to like it. I guess I have to pray. Um, but it is something, you know, if we want to share Jesus with others. Um, we're going to want to have him in our hearts and uh, be able to have him flow out from what we what we experience with him. So, Bible study, prayer, yeah, music. that may, that make music that may come in different forms. I know when I was in middle school, high school, I did some prayer journaling. It wasn't an everyday thing, um, but the the prayer journaling and like worship and song spoke so much more to me than you know other facets of worship um so it just but, depend on what, yeah, where but you the are bible is really important yeah but just yeah. that that understanding that you know we can talk to god wherever whenever however mm-hmm. um always just spoke to me very clearly when i was was younger and just you know whether you're in the shower or <laughs> driving your car or you know whatever it may be um yeah. just knowing that he's always there um yeah, and we've awesome. talked about this before, but I, I would encourage that when you read the Bible, just as a practical way to read the Bible, take, um, say, the book of John and read through the book of John, and as maybe take uh, a chapter or the Bibles often uh, divide up the chapters in the sections. They have headings. I would take, you know, maybe a section, and I would, when I'm reading through it, this is what I do myself, um, I ask four questions based upon what I'm reading. I ask question number one, who do I understand God to be through the verses that I'm reading? And then number two, I ask the question, what has God done for me as evident in these verses? So like, you know, if it tells me that he died for me, then I say, oh, okay, he died for me. Then number three, I ask the question, who am I? in light of what he's done. In other words, he died for me. What does that mean about me? It means that I'm precious to him. I'm valuable to him. Um, And then number four, how do I live in light of what I've read? So if he died for me and he loves me and I'm precious to him, I want to live out a life that's in gratitude to him by serving him and sharing about him with others. So yeah, that's that's really... um, that's really question, uh, kind of the first step. Very, very important step. So another practical thing, which yeah, another is very step important. I would say would be um, just something pretty basic, but be a safe person. I know that's that term is used a lot hmm. um, in today's high schools um, with the whole um, no bullying act and all that type of stuff. But be, but truly be a safe person for not only for friends that you're close with, but for you know, classmates that you see that may be getting picked on or bullied or 
kind of an outsider or kind of a loner, um, you know, try to be an advocate and speak up for those kids and, and, and reach out to them. Um, and I think sometimes the, the most the most basic thing we can do is just listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes when we have a friend going through an issue, we're like, oh, what do we say? How do we comfort them? You know, I don't, I don't even know what to tell them. But I think most of us, we kind of just want to be heard um, and know that someone's listening to us. And so that would probably be my... Yeah, I think, and I think part of our struggle, especially when we're in middle school and high school, and believe it or not, Camille and I were in middle school and high school at one point. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. No, <laughs> oh man, we're doing this whole we're old thing. Um, and I, but, but I know the temptation is like, oh, everyone just wants to be cool. Everyone wants to fit in. And we're searching for our place and we're trying to, you know, impress people. That's why the first part is really important as we, um, as we read the Bible and we, we come to understand and appreciate Jesus. Like when we have the sense that we're important to God, we Other people's approval yeah, other people's, is not needed. Other people's approval is not as important. Um, and really at the end of the day... Um, Although teens, you know, high school, middle schoolers, we uh, try to give off the impression that it's the only thing that's important is just to be cool and to, you know, everyone acts as though, you know, no one is impressed with anybody else. Really, I found that um, when we're nice and we're kind, people actually do deep down inside admire that. Mm-hmm. And we notice when there's a thoughtful classmate. We notice when somebody is nice. We notice when somebody is caring. And so just being that person that is safe, you know, refusing to bully others, refusing to make fun of others, uh, but just listening for, you know, the needs and the loneliness and the hurts and the pains of classmates or if we have a part-time job, you know, our, our fellow workers. So just, just listening for people's um, kind of what's really going on down inside of them. And so when we listen to people and we, we, we are a safe person for them, um, we'll find that people will confide in us more and they'll share with us our, their hard heart and their hurt and their pain. Um, so yeah. So then number three, like the next step, it's very simple. Yeah. Um, just be a nice person. Do nice things for your classmates. Um, and I mean... It's the, the sky's that, the limit. Yeah. That can vary based on, you know, sharing your notes with somebody for a class they missed or picking up extra assignments if they're not in class or, uh, you know, helping someone understand a concept that you get and they don't. Uh, yeah, sharing lunch with someone who has forgotten theirs, mm-hmm. um, being the student that, you know, brings cookies to class to share with everyone just, just because, or, mm-hmm. you know, writes a letter to the teacher because you specifically really liked that class, you know, he or she taught, or you just really like their class in general. Um, being a, a teacher myself, I know that can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, teacher's pet. Yeah, not that. I'm saying like it can just go a long way with uh, being being appreciated. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of teachers um, 
don't don't get that yeah. appreciation i should say yeah, yeah. so it, you know we can especially notice if classmates friends are going through a rough rough time if they are struggling at home you know parents are going through some challenges they lost a sibling uh whatever the case may be somebody just moved like there's a new classmate a new kid that moves like that's that's a huge thing is when mm. you're the new kid in the class um, they're looking for a place to belong and they're looking for a place to fit in. And so we can be that person who initiates uh, a friendship with them and we try to draw them in and let them know, hey, you belong, you're important, like there's a place for you. And uh, yeah, again, just like doing simple little things, inviting people over to your house for supper, for games, for movie night, for whatever. Um, just being a, a, a good friend. Uh, I know it sounds kind of simple and um, like a cliche, but these little things go so far when uh, we're, you know, that age and when we're, you know, when we're trying to find our place in the world because, you know, being a high schooler, middle schooler, we're really trying to figure out, okay, where, who, you know, where do I belong? Who, who are the people that accept me? Who, who can I uh, be safe with? And um, when we, when we go out of our way to make other people feel comfortable, we're making lifelong friends that will always trust us and, you know, feel like we have their best interests in mind. And these ideas can go outside the classroom uh, into your work environment. So I don't know, some of you may have part-time jobs after school or on the weekends. I know when I was in high school, I worked at Friendly's in mm. Freeport. Uh, they no longer exist there. But And then I also worked at J. Crew. I worked at a hot dog stand. For the millions who are listening outside of New England, what is Friendly's? Um, it's kind of like a Denny's. Denny's, okay. You know, they yeah. serve the burgers, the fries, the ice, ice cream. cream. They're famous for their ice cream. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I, I think I could have probably done a lot better job. I mean, I think, I feel like I was a nice person in these environments, but I'm mm -hmm. sure I could have gone, dug way deeper and yeah. really, um, you know. Yeah, I, I know Taking shifts for people yeah, or filled yeah. in extra where needed or, mm -hmm. um, you know seeing my coworkers who I, there were some who were going through a hard time and really just been that listening ear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know it's, you know, looking back on my high school years, which again, was just like three years ago. Um, <laughs> no, I know it's hard because again, you like a lot of times we're just so preoccupied with a few, you know, a number of things like whether for me it was, uh, you know, the basketball team or, uh, music. I like to write and play music. Um, or whether it was, you know, romance or whatever it was. And so sometimes we may not, may not always be thinking about uh, how can I make somebody else feel better? How can I help somebody else feel appreciated? Um, and you know, to some degree when we're that young, just developmentally, it may not always be be uh common but yeah just like the more we can we can reach out to people the better and i think we've said this in 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 past episodes which our high schoolers may not have listened to but mm -hmm. uh you know if you're thinking like man i have no idea who i'm gonna like try to be nice to or reach out to or you know listen to i find that sometimes 
you know, I, I wake up one week and I'm just like, man, I don't, I can't really think of anybody to like try to bless this week or I can't, man, who am I going to like try to help? And so in those instances is when I just really say, you know what, God, like use me this week, like put someone in my path. And that may be someone I already know. It may be someone I don't know. Um, but you know, if you're praying that and, um, I know that God will use you and he'll put people in your path, whether it's, you know, kids that you already go to school with or um, neighbors, neighbors or people you're playing against in a basketball game or people that you work with after school, whatever it may be. um, God will give you opportunities uh, to reach those people Mm -hmm. um, and and be that listening ear or um, that shoulder to cry on or whatever it might be. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about before, again, um, when, you know, in previous episodes, there is never a time in which people are not watching us. So whether mm. we're on the basketball court, which I was not a very good missionary on the basketball court. I don't know about you, Camille, when I was in high school. I was pretty nice to people. <laughs> <gasps> um, yeah, I mean, I was okay, but I just wanted to win. Like, I thought it was the NBA finals when I was playing like <laughs> you thought you were going to the NBA <laughs> Christian Christian high school basketball in Massachusetts like not even division <laughs> Z or division 20 or whatever uh I think every high school boy is yeah, like that every who plays basketball. every context you're in like you could be playing you know recess basketball and you think you're LeBron <laughs> James but anyway um where was I going with all this oh no just the idea uh that there is never a time in which people are not noticing us. And like the, we are either communicating to people that um, we are living out a, a life of love and kindness, or people are, are observing that we are self-absorbed and, you know, uber competitive and all this type of stuff. Uh, so anyway, so, those are some practical bits of advice. Now, here's an interesting situation because the sort of mission that we promote is a mission that is not necessarily, although we're not opposed to, like providing services. Like I know some sometimes when we talk about mission, maybe a, a, a teenager would say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to um, you know, start collecting sweaters for the homeless population in my city. And that's cool. That's mm-hmm. really cool. That's good. That's important. Or we might say, we're going to start a program where we feed the homeless, you know, on Friday nights. We used to do that in my high school, which was good. We called it, do you know what we called it, Camille? Chili for the chili. Chili for the chili. Ain't it really silly? We uh, I had one of my classmates who used to write songs and he wrote a song based upon chili for the chili. And like on Friday nights, we would go into Boston um, to downtown Boston at uh, Boston Commons, and we would hand out uh, like soup. S- it actually wasn't soup. That was the irony of it. And that, that they'll throw you off. We would hand out sandwiches like peanut butter. Oh, and you didn't even sandwiches. hand out chili. We didn't even hand oh, out chili. Word. I know, okay. right? <laughs> but it was called. I didn't think of the name, but it was a good name. Chili for the chili. You get it. People who are chilly, like cold. You yeah, see? I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, so you know, those things are good, but. Um, what we're really encouraging our listeners to do is to not only do mission as an event, 
that happens every once in a while, but to do mission as a way of life where we are investing in people and meeting them where they are and entering into their life and trying to bless them over a long period of time. So the question might come up is, well, if I'm supposed to meet somebody in their context and I'm a 15-year-old kid, does that mean that I should go and go to my friend's parties, you know, if they invite me to a party where they may be doing things that may not be the most appropriate? Um, now, I as an adult, like if somebody invites me to a party where they're drinking alcohol and they're doing things that I don't personally do, I'm not going to hesitate much to go because I I am mature enough by God's grace to resist, you know, those types of things. Um, what about a child who, well, sorry, I shouldn't say a child. What about a teenager, Camille, who has been invited to a situation where they might have the opportunity to uh be a witness, but they might also be in a situation where they could be susceptible to peer pressure. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's where the whole sheltering came up. You know, mm-hmm. with with our both of our contacts, where we kind of stayed in that avenue bubble because we were, because our parents were scared about those situations and rightly wanted to shelter us and whatnot. So I think that would, so when situations do come up that are questionable, I think that would need to be a conversation with you and your parents and what that might look like, what the activity is going to be, um, and going from there. Um, for some going to a party to support a friend may not be a big issue, but for others, um, who have maybe struggled with, um, you know, other addictions or, you know, getting into trouble at parties, Mm-hmm. that may not be the route idea. that they would want to go. Yeah. So it, it probably just depends on the context. But I think, you know, some of these activities that um, involve, you know, like you talked about soup kitchens and that type of stuff. Some of those, though, although they are, you know, usually tend to be like once a month or once every like two, twice a month. Yeah, event type things. Those can be positive ways for uh teenagers middle schoolers to get into the community and mm-hmm. to find ways of helping out and giving back mm-hmm. um which i think at this age is really appropriate mm-hmm. um and just seeing kind of how um people live out mm-hmm. in in the real world and so if you if you have a ministry i know we had some kids in our school who were just in elementary school they started um i think like fundraiser for socks Mm-hmm. for and she I think she was like in fourth grade and she was collecting socks for the homeless people and so that was one of her missions that she did uh another one was making uh stuffed animals I think for cancer patients or other patients other kids who are in the hospital so um I think sometimes just giving back um as teenagers can be a great way to just get yourself out in the community, meet some of the leaders, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just going back to the uh, idea of, you know, if you find yourself in a compromising situation, I know there's seems like there's been a lot of articles I've read recently about how many teens there are, college, teen, you know, high school, middle school, who um, who don't really want to cave into peer pressure, but they don't 
they don't know how to say no. And um, there's there's more than we think. Like a lot of a lot of young people like don't want to necessarily do those types of things, and and they need to have permission from their parents to be able to say text them, send a text message, say hey mom, come pick me up. Like I don't want to be here anymore. And you can have you know special whatever code that you say like oh my mom whatever she needs to come pick me up for some reason. So if you do find yourself in those situations like you know it's easy for us to say but just you know know that you're not alone and that you don't have to give in and you can have your parents come and rescue you at a moment that you feel like you need to be rescued so uh, yeah again those situations just use prayerful discernment talk to your parents get their advice um have a plan and it's okay to call up mom or dad and say, okay, bad stuff's going on here that I don't feel comfortable with. Can you come get me? Uh, there, There's no shame in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are just a few of our practical. Yeah, I hope it was helpful and motivating. Go do it. Rah, 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 rah. Go do it. <laughs> Can we all really like that? So that will wrap up this session of Mission Lab. Uh, thanks for your ideas. And uh, we've still been getting some questions in here or there. And we're trying to answer those uh, in a timely manner. But thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.